Welcome to the Undeletable Dad podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Poisner, and this is the place you want to be if you're a divorced or separated man with one or more children, and you've discovered that nothing works the way it used to, or the way it's supposed to, or the way you wish it would. It's the place to be to learn to strike the exacting tone of fatherhood, to become the magnetic leader that your children will naturally turn towards, and to find out that parenting can be way less work than however you're doing it now. It's the place to hang out if you want to get off the hamster wheel of survival mode, just putting out fires one after the other, and step onto that pedestal of fatherhood where you belong. Here's part two of my conversation with Jeff Hoffman. Just a reminder to check out the Visible Man Discord server that Jeff runs together with Jack Rollins. It's an amazing environment for men to be able to get actual support from real humans, like a listening ear, advice only when it's asked for. And I understand there's an occasional card game to be had over there. Of course, I wouldn't know because girls aren't allowed in that part of the server, but there are some women in the welcome group, and that's where wives and girlfriends can go to get help understanding how they can help a guy that they love who's going through it. I'll put the link for the Visible Man Discord in the show notes. In this part of our conversation, well, it's actually not much of a conversation. It's mostly me talking and Jeff not being able to get a word in edgewise. That's that's basically me all over. But we started out talking about why I choose to work with divorced dads and not divorced moms. There's method to that bit of madness. Maybe it's a giant cop-out on my part that I think it's way easier to help the dads with their problem. Oh, when really? Huh. Yeah. When, I mean, when the problem is something you know, in the vibe of parental alienation, like the vibe of, um, you know, your kids are being conditioned to dislike Mm. you or mistrust you. Mm. And that it's easier to help the men see that, you mean? No, it's easier to help them overcome it. Oh, okay. Because um, I think why it is, is that um, it is, in, it is na- it, it, it's natural law for a child to need more of what their father has to give them as they get older. Hmm. You need more of the dad codes, the, the, the codes that dad has to drop for you about life and going out into the world. You know, dads are about like e- ejecting, so to speak, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. child out into the world and moms are about holding them close. And that gets old as you, right? You age out of that. You age out of the need for it. And it doesn't mean that your mother ever becomes whatever, like useless or irrelevant, but, but there's a drive to. um, That's that's interesting. I mean, I completely agree with it, but I'm kind of biased (laughs) because I, (laughs) you know, I feel, I don't know. I feel like I I have a lot to offer in that area. You know, like I want to, I do. I mean, my, um, yeah. my girls, my, eh? I do. Yeah. Two girls. Yeah. Yeah. No, I watched this very cool, um, documentary on TV a couple of weeks ago. It was a 
Canadian guy who I guess he's a filmmaker for the CBC and his personal story is like this a guy in his 60s so he was conceived with the help of a sperm bank you know he was a donor conceived Mm -hmm. child and I didn't catch anything about what part you know what moment of his life he learned that you know there was some biology that didn't belong to his whoever was his father it doesn't really matter but at some point he set off in search of his ancestry as so many people are doing right like it's a huge thing all that ancestry stuff this is what i'm talking about that the popularization of of you know searching for your ancestry so this guy discovers that his you know biological father from this sperm bank fathered something like 600 children like he has 600 half siblings out in the world like the more he looked the more he found you know so I guess it was this was the genesis of his you know he thought this would make a pretty cool documentary and it did but he finds you know dozens literally dozens of half siblings a lot of them are in England I think that was where he was born in England and then his parents moved to Canada at some point but here is this whole room full of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who are so intensely looking for Mm. this family and they're looking for their father. They all know their mother, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. These people are spending time and money and energy and are driven to find the guy who like took a test tube and a magazine into a cubicle, (laughs) right? Like, Right. Like, like who, well, like, what is that about? Like, why do they need to know? And I thought about people who are adopted, you know, who have such Mm. a strong drive to find their family, but this is even like one, this is one further. Yeah. And this is really like, I need to know my dad, my father, like, I need to know who I, who am I? Who did I come Mm. from? And it's those damn codes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. There's actually another great movie about a sperm donor dad, an actual movie. It's from Quebec. The title is Starbuck. If you can find it, and there are English subtitles, it's a great comedy. But it's kind of a similar story. This guy makes money during his youth by donating to a sperm bank. But of course, it comes around to bite him in the ass about 20 years later when all these young people start finding him. And he has to navigate the waters of being a dad to a bunch of total strangers. The message is the same for me. It's that the father function is so important and so misunderstood and it's so underestimated. It's easy to talk about like why we needed to have groups like Big Brothers so that boys without a dad could have a a male role model to help them grow up. But what about boys with a dad? And girls, because the girls are important too, right? A girl's experience of father is what drives her in the direction of the kind of partner she's going to choose for herself. It's a role model for her future husband. That's why it's so important if you're remarried or if you have a live-in partner that your kids see you setting the boundaries that protect your woman. Otherwise, your daughter is getting the clear message that a good man 
is one who will stand by while other people disrespect his wife. She's not saying, the rules of life don't apply to me because I'm just so fucking special. She's saying, oh, I get it. Somebody else's kids are going to come first in my relationship. Because unless she hooks up with her high school sweetheart, the odds are staggeringly in favor of her getting together with a guy who's already been around the block. She's learning that somebody's baby mama's feelings come first. This is what life is like. This is how it's supposed to be. Because this is how it was in my family. Let's see if I can find someone to play out this pattern with. That's not what you want for your daughter. To find a man who doesn't have the bandwidth to really move on and create a new functional family with her, whether or not there are more children to come. You want your boys and your girls to get those damn codes you're holding and to use them to grow up and make you proud of them. That's what you became a father to do, whether you know it or not. Well, that's it for this episode. I just turned on a paid subscription feature on this podcast, and it's a brand new thing, so I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do with it yet. But for $3.99 a month, you're going to get your money's worth unlocking member-only content that will be like this content, only even better. So go ahead and sign up. The link is in the show notes. It's a little too complicated to spell out here. And if you don't want to pay to subscribe, just go ahead and subscribe the regular old way. And please don't forget to leave a rating or a review. That would be a great way to pay it forward so other dads can find us. Remember, you can always reach me at tracy at undeletabledad.com with your questions and comments. If you're listening from the U.S., I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And if not, have a great week. Thanks for listening. And your kids thank you, too. Thank you.